We're back with another edition of the KTM Summer Grill. Andrew Van Leeuwen, Dan Herrero and Greg Russ with you for this edition. Our guest today has been described as one of the hottest prospects in supercars since the likes of Scott McLaughlin and Chaz Mostert were coming through. He has a very bright future indeed. Kai Allen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Congratulations on a cracking year, mate. When you look back on it from Super 2 to a wild card at Mount Panorama at, what are you now, 18 years of age? That's some seriously impressive stuff as a teenager. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's been, a, been an unreal year, you know. Like you said, the Super 2s um, was really good. We ended up, you know, winning the championship, which is super cool, my first ever year. So um, very, very exciting on that. And then, um, yeah, also to get the, the wild card entry at, um, at Bathurst with Simona and, and the team at, at DJR was super special for me. You know, I've been watching you know, Bathurst ever since I've been young. So to actually be there and race in the event and do it with, you know, such a historical team and, and such a cool co-driver co in Simona, um, you know, couldn't really ask much more. So super cool year so far. Kai, let's start with the Super 2 season. As you just referenced, you ended up winning the title there. Um, was that a bit of surprise? Like such a stacked field there. Were you surprised to sort of end up winning that title? Zach was sort of seen as such, Zach Best, such a strong favourite for this season. Yeah, 100%. You know, like leading into the year, I um, only really done, I think it was my, you know, third year in, in car racing. You know, obviously I raced go-karts, but, you know, very sort of unexperienced compared to a lot of the competitors I was racing against. And also, you know, um, coming out of a, a season of Super 3 was quite handy, you know, jumping straight in Super 2 car, you know, sort of found my feet last year in, in the Super 3 class. And then, yeah, just went into the year, no expectations. I just wanted to learn um, on this year and I sort of, Caught me by surprise, I think, at Townsville. You know, you know, before Townsville, I was seventh in the championship, you know, not looking very, very good at all. And then, you know, leaving Townsville, we had such a strong weekend there. We were up to second in the championship and in, in fighting range. So the whole mentality switched about halfway through the year and we knew we could have a crack. Still going to be hard, but, you know, we just kept chipping away and just went to back to, you know, my grounding from karting, you know, those those championships I raced in then and, and just worked and worked and Found my way to the, t you know, to, to near the top, and then yeah, Zach was, you know, always going to be hard to beat. He's so experienced in, um, in the supercars, you know. I think he's done three, three years in Super Two, so, um, yeah, just had to keep my cool, stay out of trouble, and then yeah, leading to that last race in Adelaide, leading the championship, you know, in the last race, um, and I think you know, just going in there with the the mentality of just bring it home, and and um, yeah, we did so, super cool to to get the championship, and yeah, definitely didn't expect that one. You, Kai, you just mentioned karting, um, and we've had Paul Morris in here talking about how, you know, the Australian Kart Championship is really important in developing these young drivers now. I guess there's another one that's been mentioned. You came through Toyota 86s as, as well. You know, what did you pick up on that? What do you take from that to apply to a, a supercar? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. Like, you know, Definitely think the karting, like karting Australia, do a really good job with the Australian Kart Championship. You know, I raced that for I think it was six years um, from when yeah I was about you know I think nine years old to to I was thirteen. So I went through all the classes there, and it's super competitive. The the karting, you know, you got so many young kids um, in those in those classes, and especially when I raced it, I always um, push myself against the older kids. I was always young. Dad was always you know Dad and me were always pushing myself to try and race, you know, I think I was 12 racing 16-year-olds. It's quite quite difficult for me, but I think, you know, Karting Australia really good with that. They let you, you know, if you, you proved yourself, they let you go in there and, and, and um, you know, they've got really good systems in place and good grounding. So, 
yeah, karting Australia is massive for me. You know, I learned all the basics from racecraft to how to set the go-kart up. Like I used to go basically tell dad what to do with the go-kart, you know, change his axle or change the front, you know, front end or, you know, put a, put a tooth on it, you know, all that stuff. So that was really good. You know, I, you know, it was hard when I first started because um, we didn't really know anything. So I really had to work hard and, and learn and, you know, sort of go backwards for a little bit, but then, you know, you know, making mistakes and stuff. And then after you got it all right, it was really handy to, to learn. And especially when, when you go into car racing, like I jumped into the 86, you've got that grounding and um, you can feel the car and feel what it's doing. So you can get on top of the setups a lot easier. Also feel what you're doing with your driving and stuff to, to definitely make sure that you can get the most out of yourself as quick as possible. Because in these, in these classes like 86s or Super 2, you've only got, you know, two practice sessions and straight into quality. So if you can get on top of your driving, the setups and all that stuff really quickly, that really helps. I think that's a definitely a, a good thing that, that karting gives you. You're in the Dick Johnson racing shirt. Very professional. Well done, Tick. Hey, the the wild card was a tremendous opportunity for you. Car came back, I think, without a, a mark on it. If you look back on Bathurst 2023, do you feel like you achieved everything you wanted to in that in that opportunity? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, it was quite difficult with, you know, Samina. She she got delayed a bit with her, um, she got a bit, bit, um, bit sick with appendicitis, but you know, I think we only did a couple of test days leading into the Bathurst, so it was quite quite hard to find our feet straight up. But um, no, I think we did a really good job. You know, the team were like unreal with their support behind us and and making sure that Simona and I were super comfortable and, and you know knew what we needed to do and and everything. And even you know racing Super Two on the same weekend that was a massive challenge for myself, um, trying to to juggle both with you know the the load and the stress, especially around Bathurst. It's um. Quite a difficult task, but you know both teams in, in Eggleston, Mosford, and and also DJR worked really well together and made sure that you know I wasn't getting overloaded with you know signing sessions and and too much debrief and all that stuff. I just needed to know what I needed to know and do what I needed to do, and then I had time to unwind and, and make sure I was in the right headspace before leading into a practice session or qualifying session or even a race. So yeah, definitely think you know Super Two we were. Super consistent, you know, obviously not the fastest car out there, but we walked away with the round win, which is super, super special to get that one at Bathurst. And then, um, yeah, leading into Sunday, I was super confident. You know, leading to the race, we've done, we've done some laps. We had decent car speed, but the car felt super comfortable in a, in a race trim. So, um, you know, Simone did a really good job, got it started, um, you know, with their experience. She, she you know, um, navigated away through the first couple of laps and then, you know, handed over to me and I just chipped away and, and um, yeah, like you said, towards the end of the race, the car had not even a scratch on it, which is super cool. And brought the car home in one piece. And um, you know, I think if we didn't, didn't, you know, Simona didn't unfortunately get turned around twice. I think we should have been a bit further up, which have been super, super cool. So um, yeah, super grateful for that opportunity. And hopefully, there's many more to come. Did you pause for a little moment and go, "I'm driving for Dick Johnson Racing, one of the most iconic teams in a in a Gen Three Mustang." I mean, just in a broad sense, there, Kai. That's a seriously, seriously impressive thing at your age. Yeah, 100%. You know, it was um, super surreal. There was so much going on leading up into the event. I didn't actually have time to step back and go, what am I actually doing? So <laughs> I remember, yeah, getting there on, I think it was the Wednesday or, yeah, Wednesday and, and looking at my, you know, name on the pitch straight, you know, in front of our car and going, this is actually happening. This is, this is super cool. So even after going across the line, you know, after on Sunday and, and finishing the Bathurst 1000, um, I bloody, yeah, it was just super cool. And then, you know, I think I slept probably the best I've ever slept that night and I was pretty worn out. But um no, nah, it was so cool to, to get that one done and 
you know, like I said, just for my age and my experience and to get an opportunity like that, you know, I can't thank everyone enough that, that made it possible. I think there was a practice session where you were like fourth quickest or something like that. There was certainly one of the sessions you were right up there. How important is that? You know, everyone says, oh, practice is just practice, but for you to go, hey, I belong here. Like, I can do this. I can actually put in a competitive lap time. Yeah, 100%. That was that was super cool. I think it might have been, yeah, the, the co-driver session, uh, the first one, you know, that was my first first session in the car because we wanted Simona to get as many laps as she could in the first practice. So, um, yeah, we, we ended up fourth, which was um, – but, you know, I didn't, when they come over the radio and said, yeah, P4, I, I thought they were joking, but <laughs> no, we actually did. So, yeah, I mean, that was super, a big confidence booster for me to know, you know, like you said, yeah, yeah I, I know, I, I do belong here and I can can prove myself to the, the big guys, but definitely still um, still looking forward to try and, you know, get a few more opportunities and, you know, spend another year in the Dunlop series, you know, improve my, my techniques and, and make sure that, you know, um, hopefully 2025 I'm ready to go to, to jump in the main game. I know David Noble and the and the sort of executive at Dick Johnson Racing don't like to to get into detail on contracts, which is which is understandable. Clearly, the intent with you and them is is uh, investing in the future. Based on what you've done now at at Bathurst, and you know you're in the team kit for this chat, is the intent to keep going with with them and and to to stay with DJR if you can? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. You know, we they're obviously. Got a lot of stuff to, to sort out, but um, you know, nothing nothing set in concrete at this stage. But I'd love to, you know, go again with them them next year and do the enduros and stuff. Um, obviously, you know, there's, you know, like I said, nothing set in concrete. But you know, I love the team, love the environment. And, you know, if I can keep, you know, going along with them, that'd be super cool. But um, yeah, just have to wait and see, I guess. Cool, guy. You've uh, like you said, you have got super two. That's one thing you've got locked in for twenty twenty four. Um. You've just touched on it, but you you can't go any higher on the points table. So what what is the goal? What what do you need to do for twenty twenty four to be a successful season in Super Two? Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to back is going to be super hard in the championship. That's obviously the goal, but um, I really want to just try and win as many races and, and qualify up the front. You know, this year we you know we weren't the fastest out there, but we were we were always consistent in that top you know three or five positions but if you know i want to try and win a few more races you know get a couple more round wins you know like you saw ryan would do he just dominated you know unfortunately didn't get the championship but he was super fast all year so that's basically my mentality is to go out you know first round at bathurst is you know on the money straight away and try and you know try and win as many races as i can it's going to be super difficult because super two is so competitive but um you know i think if i work hard at it i can try and yeah try and just get up the front you know be super consistent you know Sort of like what I did this year, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, the championship's definitely the main goal, but besides that, I want to try and just, yeah, like I said, win as many races as I can and and um, be up the front and just, you know, biggest things learning, you know, the more experiences every time I jump out of the car, I've learned something and, you know, my notepad when I come back, I can't even read it, there's so many <laughs> notes and stuff on it because, you know, I'm just taking so much in um, every time I drive a car, so I think another year at that will give me more more confidence in the car and then... You know, to try and do Sandown and Bathurst as a co-driver again would be super cool. Would give me more experience. So then, you know, hopefully, I'm ready to go for for 2025. Does winning the Super Two title this year kind of free you up to go for broke a little bit more next year? Obviously, the way Super Two set up with that short season, DNFs are really costly. You have to be consistent to win the championship. You've done that. So can you look at trying to unlock a bit more of that outright pace next year? That's 100 percent right. Yeah, you know, that's you know, that's what you know, caught Ryan Wood out and even, you know, my teammate Cooper Murray, 
they were always up there, but they just had, I think, one or two DNFs or one bad race, and um, that just destroyed them. So, yeah, if we can definitely, I think, like I said, you definitely have that little bit less um, risk factor. Um, you can just go out there, drive as fast as you can, you know, learn as much as you can, race hard. Um, and, you know, if you have a little, you know, mistake or whatever in one of the races or you get caught up in something, it's not the end of the world because, like I said, you know, we've, all, we've already got that championship um, this year, which, you know, still doesn't really feel real. But, <laughs> um, you know, you can go out there next year and just work on your outright, outright pace, you know, quality, just put it all on the line. And, um, you know, obviously you don't want to crash the car, but you can be a lot, you know, put, put a lot more on the table to try and get a lot more out of everything um, instead of, you know, always trying to find every little point. Um, which I think if you do that next year, you should be up the front. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, it's, it, there's a lot more risk involved, um, as we've seen, you know, this year. So yeah, I think, you know, like you said, you hit the nail on the head there, just go out there and, you know, there's a little bit less risk involved. Just go out there and do the best I can and, and drive as fast as I can and yeah, see what happens. Before we let you go, what does the summer break look like for you? I mean, as committed race car driver are you out karting to stay sharp do you try and get away from the game in its entirety what do you do yeah um yeah, yeah just just been helping mum and dad with their the family business my sister's just set up a coffee shop you know still doing a lot of motorsport stuff you know i got a got a sponsor's night on um that have put a, you know a lot of support from our gambia so just catching up with everyone who's helped me um this year and all over the years and then yeah just build a um a little oval dirt cart track out at my mate's place so we've got some dirt carts a bit Excellent. of fun but, you know, keep the, keep the uh, skills sharp and then, um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll find something to drive. I'm always uh, always always itching to drive something. You know, I've got my simulator right next to me, so I'll be bladed on that all night. Um, and then, yeah, just, just driving anything and everything I can and um, have a bit of break from, from Christmas, Christmas to New Year's. And as soon as New Year's hits, then I'll be uh, straight into getting uh, next season ready. Kai, from all of us, congratulations on a stellar year. We wish you all the best for 2024. And we're going to stop by for what should be an A-grade latte next year. If you're doing some work at your sister's cafe, you should be up for that, shouldn't you? Yeah, definitely, mate. Come <laughs> down and get a coffee. I'll, uh, I'll definitely out. <laughs> Terrific. There he is, Kai Allen, joining us on the latest edition of the KTM Summer Grill. Make sure you tune back in tomorrow morning to see who joins us on Speed Cafe for the next episode. You could be a winner each episode of the Summer Grill. KTM are giving you the chance to win a bar stool, a mug, and this race-inspired clock as well. So there's more good reasons to tune in and hear from some of the stars of world motorsport here as a part of the KTM Summer Grill. All you've got to do is click on the link below, fill in your details, and you could be in the running to win.